Ranjana Yar, imagine a world where all sexual experiences are valid, inclusive, consensual and safe. Oh God, kya utopian vibes yaar. Divjot, I just had a thought orgasm on hearing that. I so wish yaar. That might have sounded like an unusual conversation with your friend. But we're guessing that you know what we would be talking about. Drum rolls please. Dun dun. Inclusive sex education in India. Before we begin, I feel the most important thing when it comes to inclusivity is to acknowledge our privilege of being able-bodied cis heterosexual individuals. Although we are accepted universally, we do realize how difficult it must be for people who aren't part of this heteronormative culture and we would not want to take away the space for them to talk about their unique sexual experiences. So we'll be talking about the importance of inclusive sex education in India and the taboos around it through our eyes. So, let's begin with the fundamental issue. It is really amazing to see how the society pressurizes adults to make babies but never feel the need for sex education in the country while we grow up. Starting from laughing and not being able to curb our excitement for the 8th class biology chapter to hush-hush gossips with our friends, our parents have always been absent from educating us on this matter. And no wonder why we all resorted to porn to relieve our curiosities. Mainstream porn has dehumanized women as mere sex objects, hypersexualized sex lives of queer individuals, and has never represented persons with disabilities having sex. It is just distorted reality. In my opinion, there is no harm in watching ethical or feminist porn which portrays adult consenting individuals. So I feel the source of information we see when it comes to sex will be more reliable if we encourage comprehensive sex talks among our friends and families. Firstly, let's begin with a quick fact check. I think one of the most interchangeably used words are sex and gender. While the former is a biological term, the latter is a social construct. Most of us still can't make out any difference per se. Let's understand that gender is fluent and let's normalize sexual experiences outside of the binaries. Everyone has the right to pleasure, to question and explore their sexuality. In we, we often forget the importance of showing solidarity through inclusive language in day-to-day communication. I agree that unlearning takes a lot of conscious efforts, but what's the harm in making someone feel included? Using right pronouns and terms like people with penis, people with vulva, etc. goes beyond the dichotomy of referring to people as just men and women. The words we use in verbal abuses like pussy to indicate a person's weakness or saying grow balls do is totally not cool. Even the word fuck brings us a thought of a male being the dominant sexual partner over the female. The way we have viewed foreplay as the initial step of sex invalidates the fact that foreplay is also very much sex. Every individual's perception of sex is different and all of those are valid. In fact, saying the term losing your virginity is driven by the penis and vagina sex which is not the only kind of sex that exists. Let's replace this word with sexual debut so that people don't attribute their inability to have sex to their worth. Being mindful of the language we use is more like a reality check for our internalized misogynistic, sexist and queerphobic beliefs. Well people, today we are also acting as mythbusters for sex ed 
and will definitely try to pop out those nefarious little myths from your mind. Let's begin with something very common that comprehensive sex education encourages you to have sex. But do you know that research says that sex ed programs can help young people delay sexual initiation and make mindful choices. Another concern is that having sex before marriage is dirty and impure. No, no, no people, there's nothing dirty about sex. It just has to be safe and consensual. People with penis have a higher sex drive than people with vulva. Is this true? No. Many studies suggest that both the group of individuals share equivalent sex drives, but its exhibition depends on many norms that unfortunately our society has created. I think we need to address how patriarchy has affected persons with penis. They're viewed as governed solely by their hormonal impulses. The years of social conditioning to be the man ultimately leads to body image issues. Another important concern that comes up is that can you lose a virginity by masturbating? A big no. This notion originates from a culture and is highly debatable. Since we have now reached the concept of virginity, let's talk about something very popularly known as popping the cherry. In Friends, Monica says something like giving up your flower. But, but, but dear people, the concept of sex has different meaning to people and so does the concept of virginity. It is generally assumed that the presence of a hymen is a test of a woman's virginity. Well, it's just a thin membrane present in the vaginal opening. Well, not in all, but can be broken due to other reasons than sex. Thus, what matters in the end is having fun safely. Lastly, safe sex doesn't stop at using condoms and preventing unwanted pregnancies, though it is very much an important part of it. Safe sex is a divine space where you experience sensual pleasures and are at peace with all those flaws, marks and insecurities. We are all lovable by who we are. As Gen Zs and Millennials, we have recently witnessed a lot of inclusive and evolving media content around sex. The most famous one being the Netflix series called Sex Education. Those who watched it know that it wasn't just about sex alone. Some insightful takeaways from it were First of all, consent, aka no means no. Another important takeaway is the real idea behind sex positivity which Lily teaches us. It's totally okay to wait till you feel comfortable to have sex. With all the hype in and around sex, it's high time we realize that it's okay to even say no. Another idea that we just talked about is that there's nothing yucky or or dirty about masturbation. It's just a way to feel pleasure while not being dependent on others. You have the freedom to engage in solo sex, even with the wildest of our fantasies. And lastly, sex education has taught us that sexual intercourse is not just about the genitals alone. It involves intricate emotions, feelings, and definitely pleasure of the parties involved. And maybe at times, all that one needs after a long day is just a good old hug. Another problem which no one talks about is women's pleasure when it comes to sex. There needs to be a shift of paradigm where we are treated as individuals. Sex in the Indian context largely views women mostly for the sake of procreation. But what is the problem with us wanting pleasure and not stopping till we orgasm during sex? It is more of a sanctioned taboo, with a biased representation in pop culture where sex begins and ends when a man orgasms, that is ejaculates, we are shown as the one with the difficult and complicated anatomy. Many of us don't even know what clitoris is and why it even exists. We hesitate to explore our deepest intricacies. But people do remember that pleasure is for all. Even if one doesn't want to be sexually active now, 
it is essential to get the know-hows of safe sexual practices and moreover to understand the body so sex education is definitely needed lastly it's very important for us to realize that our sexual relationships either with ourselves or with others is a form of political activism especially when it comes to women our bodily autonomy is always restricted by societal norms thus every conversation around consensual inclusive and safe sex is a celebration our movement for freedom and liberation from the regressive judgmental society that we live in and would certainly help us break the taboos around it so people you own your sexual choices we have reached the climax <laughs> pun intended well we hope you like this podcast thank you